Good evening, brothers and sisters. Welcome once again to this online uh, service. And uh, we have entered into a new season and God is uh, getting us to rise up to enter into our promised land. So we've learned that to do that, leadership is very important and we need strong uh, powerful leaders to lead us so that we can enter. And uh, we also know that uh, we need to cross over our River Jordan. There will be obstacles that is standing in your way, but you need to cross over in order to enter into the Promised Land. But uh, this evening, I want to take us further. In order to enter into the promised land, we need to strategize. We need to plan how we can take the land. You know, during this pandemic season, we know a lot of prayer groups has been raised up and people have been praying a lot. And that is good. But I have not, I shouldn't say there is none. I've not heard any group rise up and say we must form a group to plan and strategize so that what we have been praying about, you know, we can, we can do something. We can uh, uh, move it further so that the plan and purpose of God will come to pass through us. But for Christians, most of the time we just pray and somehow we expect things, God will do it all. We expect that things will suddenly happen and miracles will take place and what we have been praying will be fulfilled and then we just say hallelujah. But in reality, things are not like that. And that's why a lot of time we have prayed. But there is very little that has happened. We believe that it will happen, but there is very little that will happen. Not because prayer is not powerful, but we, we do not know how important it is to strategize, to plan, so that we can enter into the promised land. The nation of Israel cannot just stand at the bank of the river Jordan and pray, God, take us into the promised land. Thank you, you're giving us a promise. They cannot keep doing that and shouting and, and, and crying. No, they got to rise up. They got to cross over, and when they cross over, they got to strategize how the land is before them. How are they going to take the land? In its strategy. So that's why in the book of Joshua 2, verse 1, Joshua son of Nun secretly sent two spies from Shitting. Go look over the land, he said, especially Jericho. So they went and entered the house of a prostitute named Rahab and stayed there. You see, there's no questions whether God will give them the land or not, especially now when they have crossed over the river Jordan. They know God has given them the land. The thing is, how do you conquer? How do you enter into the land? Joshua sent out two spies to spy out 
the land. You see, because it's a land that we have not entered into before. So in this new season, we're doing things that we do not know. We have not done it before. And that's why we need to spy out the land. We need to find out as much as we can about what we are about to do. Because it's new to us. Where is the city? How is the road? What are the people like? You see, all these things they need to know. It's not just marching by faith and moving in. So Joshua sent out the two spies. And Joshua gave them instruction. He said, especially, spy out the land, especially Jericho. Because Joshua has been into the promised land the last time with the rest of the other 11. So he has seen Jericho. I'm sure he did not see it too well. He knew that that is a city with solid walls built around it. And Joshua wanted to know when we enter because the first major opposition or city that they have to capture is Jericho. How are we going to conquer it? Spy out. Find out more. Especially Jericho. So once you enter into the unknown, you get the information, you have a details, research, or study about the area of ministries or, or land or whatever it is, then after that, you can plan, you can strategize and plan an action plan, how you are going to go about it, how you're going to take the land. And after you plan, after we plan, we need to put in place the right people in the, in the key positions. Or we need to remove some people from certain positions in order that we can take the land or, or fulfill the mission. You know, God did it with those who are stubborn, rebellious, stiff-necked group of people. God removed them and allowed the next generation to take over and that's why they are ready to enter into the promised land. So we may, you know, in, in planning and in strategizing, we may need to remove some people from the position that they occupy because they would not help to fulfill the plan. We know in the case of Gideon, ready to fight the Midianites, he told Gideon, get rid of all those who are fearful, who are afraid to die, afraid of the Midianites, you know, and majority of them, tens of thousands of of them went back because they're fearful. And we know the Midianites, they are aggressive, they are ruthless. 
So you don't want these people to face them and then run when they see them, right? So God tell Gideon, get rid of them. And then the next God people to get rid of is those who just please their flesh. Remember that they're before their enemies. And you've got to be alert. But these next God people, they just, wow, when they see water, they're thirsty, they just, they just forget everything and just want to get water to satisfy their, their thirst. So God say, well, these are not ready. Just get rid of them. And left with 300. And with that 300, they defeat the Midianites. Okay, so sometimes it's not because you have a lot of people. Sometimes you need to get rid of a lot of people in order that you are able to fulfill the plan that God has for you. And then we need to break the big project down to parts, portion, or, 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 or different stages to, to complete the task so that we can deal with it one step at a time. So that is the importance of uh, strategizing, planning, in order for us to take the unknown promised land. Right, but who are the people we send to? The spies that we send to, to, to survey, to explore the land. It's very important we send the right people. Remember they sent out 12 the last time? 10 came back with the wrong report, with the bad report. Only Joshua and Caleb, they come back with the good report, the right report. So it's very important that who you talk to, who you send to. You, you send the wrong people out, they'll tell you all the negative things. They'll tell you it cannot be done. But if you send the right people out, well, they will see the opportunity. They will see, yes, the problem, but they will have solutions. They will know how to deal with them. Okay, so I guess Joshua has learned from the last experience, the bad experience when the 12 went out to spy out the land. So this time, he has chosen just two because the last time, two people came back with good report. So he just sent out, sent out two. So these people that you send out got to be men who trust God, who have faith in God. They got to be men who are willing to sacrifice, to take the risk. They are not those people who are afraid of pain and suffering and, 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 and every little problem, then they, they, they just black out. No, we send out people who are who have faith, who know how to trust God, who know how to pay the price, even if they have to pay with the price. Because to take on a giant, there are risks. There could be casualties, but they know we will win the war. Okay, so so we 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 need this kind of people who who see things. You don't want to hear those negative people. They really wear you out. What they tell you is all the problems, but they don't give you a solution. Even if they know there is a solution, they don't talk about solution. They just want to talk about problems. So these kind of people, we have to move them aside. And then to... We need people who are open to new ways of doing things. You know, these two spies, when they went to spy out the land, 
They enter into the house of the prostitute Rahab. And uh, yeah. So if you send out those religious people, oh, they will say, "Oh, this is unholy. Uh, this cannot. Uh, that cannot." Uh, uh, uh. You know, they, they, their mindset is is fixed, and they, they 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 cannot see new things and and explore new ways. So. When these two spies went to Jericho, you know the only house that they can safely enter is the house of the prostitute. The rest of the households, the doors are shut. If they were to break in, if they were somehow to enter in, if they are found, they will be caught. They will be handed over to the king. But it's the house of prostitute that welcomes any strangers. So they went in. To the house of the prostitute Rahab, and uh, so we we got to be people who are open to new things. Otherwise, you know how how can we reach our goal? Our ways may not work. So when we are in certain kind of situation, we got to see, we got to we we we, we got to know how to maneuver. So that we can get the job done, and not be so uh, uh, narrow-minded that uh, we are not open to the new uh, situation. And the other thing is, people we send out, they got to know how to hear God, because they will not have a prophet or angel standing before them and tell them what to do. And they will come back and say, "God told us because the angels spoke to us, the prophets spoke to us." No, there'll be no prophets, there'll be no angels. But they have to, they they they're entering in a hostile environment. They're entering into a situation where they is totally new to them. So it's through that experience they got to hear God. The experience could be frightening, could be dangerous. Like in this case, the king was after them with his army, with his uh, men to hunt down for them. So, in the midst of difficult experience, hurtful experience, dangerous situation, you're able to hear what God says. These are the people that we want to send out to to spy out the land. So, when they were in the prostitute Rahab's house, and Rahab told them. We know you will come for our land. We have heard what you have done to the Egyptian. How you all crossed the Red Sea. We have heard how you destroy the Abim, uh, the the Amorites kings on the east side of Jordan. Totally wiped these two kings off. And we are petrified. The whole city is petrified. It's, And, and, and they lose heart. They're just waiting to die. They're waiting for that moment when you come and, and and destroy our city and and our life. We know God has given you all this land, this city. So it's in those experiences you have to hear God, 
And can you imagine you're hearing God from the mouth of a prostitute, not the mouth of a prophet? Oh, some people say, oh, no, we cannot listen to these people. Oh, these are, these are bad people. Or, or what? Yes, there are times we mustn't listen, but there are times God is using some of these people. So we got to be open. We got to be sensitive what God is saying. Whether he's saying from these people or demons are talking from these people, we got to be sensitive. So these spies, they hear God from the mouth of the prostitute, Rahab. And so when they came back in Joshua 2 verse 23, then the two men started back. They went down out of the hills for the, the river and came to Joshua, son of Nun, and told him everything that had happened to them. They said to Joshua, the Lord has surely given the whole land into our hands. All the people are melting in fear because of us. So you see, they came back with the right report, the good report, what God wants them to know, right? And then to, once we know what, how to plan and how to strategize to move forward, and we need to know how to review our progress because there is no one plan that fits all. You know, there are 12 tracks. 12 different characteristics, different background, different, you know, uh, whatever it is. They're different. So one plan will not fit all. And before, on the east side of Jordan, these two and a half tracks, the Reubenite and the Gadites, and half tribe of Manasseh, you know, these are aggressive people, smart people, capable people. Uh, these are high achievers. Even before you cross over the river Jordan into the promised land, they have already identified the land where they want. They are the initiator. So these people, you don't have to worry too much about them. They know how to take care of themselves. And then once they cross over Jordan, there's another two and a half tracks inherit the land. But seven tracks are still waiting. Don't know what to do. So you can see one plan doesn't fit all. And then the second group of people, well, even, even among the Manasseh tribe, there are two half. Half is already occupying the promised land. The other half is a little bit slow. Well, you see, so they cross River Jordan and finally they inherit the land. So the half tribes of Manasseh or, or Manasseh, they are sons of Joseph. Joseph, because their forefathers, their fathers, because of what he has done for the nation of Israel, because he was so into Egypt, become uh, prime minister in Egypt, and finally saved the whole whole twelve tribes. So, because of that, God remember him, and have given him the rights of the firstborn. Reuben, the firstborn, forfeited that right because of the sin that he has committed. But uh, this firstborn right was given to Joseph. And so, this, you know, the, 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 the firstborn inherit double portion. And 
Joseph's tribe becomes two tribes, Manasseh and Ephraim. Okay, let's read it. Um, okay, it's here. First Chronicles 5. Verse 1 and 2. The sons of the Reuben, the firstborn of Israel. He was the firstborn, but he, when he defiled his father's marriage bed, his right as firstborn were given to the sons of Joseph, son of Israel. So he could not be listed uh, in a genealogy according to his, his birthright. And, uh, well, it doesn't mention, let me see. Okay, Joshua 14, verse 4. For Joseph's descendants has become two tribes, Manasseh and Ephraim. Okay, so now the half-tribe of Manasseh and Ephraim, that means the, 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 the descendants of Joseph, they, are the, they have the rights of the firstborn, they are favored by God because of their fathers. In other words, they have spiritual inheritance. And so this one and a half tribes. Ephraim and Haftar and Manasseh, after they cross over to the river Jordan, they inherit their inheritance. And then the other one tribe is Judah, who is the strongest and most, uh, with, with the most, uh, the biggest tribes of, of the 12 tribes. And Judah is a lion of Judah. He's a, he's a praise warrior. And so, you know, he inherits his inheritance. So two and a half tracks, two and a half tracks. So, but there are seven tracks. These are the ordinary one. They are still waiting uh, uh, to inherit their land. So can you see those who can take care of themselves, those who are strong, powerful, uh, smart, capable, they, they, they inherit their inheritance. And then those are favored by God and special favor upon them, so they, they inherit very quickly. And Judah, uh, strong, powerful warriors, they inherit. And so when we look at some of these people in church, we thought, oh, you know, they are the, well, they are the, the, the very powerful one. Uh, they are very intelligent. They're very capable. You're not me. Right? Oh, these people, of course, they, they, they inherit from their fathers. They, they are so favored, but not me. Well, this other one, well, they, they, they are strong, but not me. So, so Joshua gathered the tribes of Israel together and, uh, and then they review the progress because it's stagnant, okay? It's not moving forward. And Joshua said to the seven tribes, how long will you wait before you begin to take possession? So the question is not so much whether they will inherit, they, whether they can or not. That question doesn't exist anymore. Everybody knows, including these seven tribes, they know they will inherit. But it's just that they don't know how. You know, there's plenty of thinkers in our midst, right? They just keep thinking, they just look at this problem, that problem, they're just wondering, and so on. Well, they believe, but they, you know, they're just waiting, they just, 
They just don't know how to start. They just don't know how to move forward. They are just waiting, just like what Joshua is, is saying to these people. So we need, so I said, there's no one, one uh, ways that, that uh, fits all. No one plan fits all. These two and a half tribes, you don't need to take care of them. They know what to do. This one, they are so blessed. This one, they know how to fight. But these seven tribes, you just ask them to go. They, they don't know what to do. They don't know how to start. So we, we, they need extra help. They need extra help. So Joshua, what did Joshua did? Joshua did not leave them alone and just say, come on, faith, go in. No. Joshua, look at verse 4 of Joshua 18. He appointed three men from, their, from each tribe. I will send them out to make a survey of the land and to write a description of it according to the inheritance of each. Then they will return to me. Verse 5. You have to divide the land into seven parts. Judah is to remain in its territory on the south and the tribes of Joseph in the territory of the north. So, Joshua sent out three from each tribe now. Because now, you know, the thinker, if they don't know the details, they don't know everything, they dare not move. They don't know what to do. So, Joshua says, send out three from each tribe so that you can study in details and even draw up the map how the... The, the terrain and, 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 and the location is like. And then bring all those information back. And then they would divide the land into seven portions to give to these seven tracks. With detailed instructions. You see, these people, these seven tracks, they need detailed instructions. They need details of the situation. Otherwise, they don't know what to do. So some people, they really need that kind of help. And we will need to be patient and give them that kind of help to help them to inherit the promised land. Remember, we're not talking about privately, individually. We're talking about as a nation. Taking the promised land, not personal blessing, promised land to build that holy nation. We need to help some of this slower one. In fact, the majority of them, those thinkers, right, who need the extra help, extra information in order to know what to do. And uh, so when we plan and strategize, we got to preempt problems. Joshua was very smart because once he divided the seven portion of land, if he was to just give to this one, that one, that one, you know, potentially there will be internal strife. There will be this tribe complaining about their land that is not good enough. That one get a bigger piece of land and you know the problem. So Joshua, after dividing the seven portion of the land, they cast a lot before the presence of God. Verse 6. Joshua 18. After you have written descriptions of the seven parts of the land, bring them here to me and I will cast lots for you in the presence of the Lord 
our God. So Joshua have the wisdom to preempt, to avoid the strife that will be created. So now it's casting lots before the presence of God. And then you get your whatever that is assigned to you. And then in our strategic planning, we also need to look way ahead, plan ahead. And uh, now they're okay. But once they settle down, you know, people are people, they will fight. And some of them will accidentally kill somebody in the fight. They didn't mean to kill them, but well, they get out of hand. And so, in the Joshua 20, verse 1 to 3, Then the Lord said to Joshua, Tell the Israelites to designate the cities of refuge as I instructed you to Moses, so that anyone who kills a person accidentally and unintentionally may flee there and find protection from the avenger of blood. So when you distribute the land, when you allocate who to stay in where, you already plan city of refuge for this kind of people to run there and be protected or else the family will come and kill them. Okay, so, so we preempt the problem. We have foresight. We look ahead and see potential uh, problems and, and, and plan the solution there. Okay, so in order to enter into the promised land, in order to inherit the promised land, it's not just prayer. We need to accompany it by strategic thinking, planning, and uh, we need to go and survey the land because we have never been this way before. We have never done it before. We need to get whatever information that we have in order to to be able to, to enter into our promised land, right? And then we have to, well, to do that, we have to spy out the land. We have to send the right people to gather the information, people with faith, people who are willing to take risk, people who are willing to pay the price so that they'll come back with the right answer concerning the ministry concerning the land. And then we have to assign people in the right position. Uh, maybe we need to get rid of people who are in the wrong position and place the right people in the right place. We need to understand this. And so when we were to, we need to do that in the church, you need to understand that is necessary if we want to occupy the promised land. Right? We know how God get rid of those who are stubborn, stiff-necked, rebellious in order to move forward. And so we, we need to understand all these things and then we need to look at the land, understand it and have foresight, preempt problems, provide solutions to, to certain problems as we build the land. So I hope that this evening, when you hear this message, you don't just sit there and pray and just waiting for something to happen. You know God has 
been speaking to you, God wants you to fulfill certain kind of uh, responsibility and ministries in the kingdom. What do you need to find out? Don't just pray. Who do you need to talk to? Where do you need to go? In order you can gather those information. And then how do you strategize and plan how to move in? How are you to build? Who are you to, to gather as a team? So all these things we need to, we need to, uh, to, to really uh, step up and to do this if we want to enter into our promised land, okay? Especially as a, as a nation, as a church. There'll be people who are slower. Just receiving the words is not good enough for them. They, they wouldn't know what to do. They don't know where to start. They, they're just thinking about all kinds of things. And these are the people you've got to know your weakness. You've got to rise up. And you've got to get help. Talk to the right people. Right? How you can move forward. Get, get advice. Follow instruction so that you, you will be able to move forward. And we who, who are those with, well, who, who can inherit the promises much earlier, we need to think of how we can help these people, these people who need extra help, how we can help them, so that they, will, they too will be able to enter into their promised land. So together, we can establish that holy nation. We can take the kingdom for the glory of God. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for the wisdom that is in your word. And we pray, oh God, that you will help every one of us, no matter what kind of characteristic background that we're in, we'll know how to receive the grace that is there for us to, to move into our promised land, to fulfill the calling and the ministry, the responsibility that you have given to us. Father, we, we pray that we will know how to function together as a holy nation so that everyone will be united together in one vision, one heart, to see that your holy nation being established. We thank you, Lord. Continue to speak to your people. Continue to open our eyes. We thank you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, the Lord bless you. We'll see you next week. Amen.